Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined with our Raiders beat writer, Vinny Bonsignor, to break down the unfortunate scenario that went down in Pittsburgh with the Raiders. Very cold conditions, as we knew, uh, but the final score in favor of the Steelers, 13 to 10. Vinny, what, first of all, is just the general thought and going on right now with Coach McDaniels, Derek Carr? We know you spoke with them after the game. What was their just immediate reaction to what happened in Pittsburgh. It's the same thing over and over and over again. So as unfortunate as it might be while I'm watching a rat uh, run th- through the uh, the mill room here, the Pittsburgh the little mouse or something like that. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, it's the same thing over and over again. And so uh, it's not so much unfortunate as it is um just self-inflicted wounds and unforced errors, not just this game, but, you know, across the whole season and every lot that the Raiders have. Um, yeah, you can you can say that the other team, you know, played well enough to win. Obviously, they, the other teams won. But the fact of the matter is this has been on the Raiders from beginning to end. Every single one of their losses, except for the Saints game where they just got, you know, steamrolled by the, by the Saints, every single loss has been... A, a very similar script, which is they should have won, but they turned it over or costly, um, you know, uh, penalties, uh, you know, dumb mistakes, whatever, not being um, poised uh, in the in the moments of truth of, of football games and football games are won. Uh, and, and so there was a lot of frustration about that, a lot of anger uh, about that. You know, they're going to look look back down the road uh, they're going to look back and with a lot of regret and they are already starting to do that and it, it starts almost after every single loss they talk about the same frustration right now that uh, all that talk about all those things hasn't led to consistent results or change and understandably so the frustration because they've been on the precipice of winning each of these games as we've seen the leads been blown um, I saw a next gen stat that said by the third quarter the Raiders still had an 83 percent chance win but when you're turning over the football and making those types of mental errors through the game even though we understand the weather the cold weather but you still have throws to Hunter Renfro at the end there that was just off and it was just an errant throw not completely errant but you know it was off uh just you know what do you think could have been a better game game plan or uh, I don't I know they were running out of time there towards the end of the game but what do you think could have been done differently by the offense with no points scored in the second half of the game take care of the ball have dropped passes you know Foster Moreau let one go through his hands another ball uh Derek Hart threw behind uh, Hunter Renfro led to an interception. The other one he overthrew, um, you know, Hunter uh, on an interception. You can't have face mask, mask penalties as the tight end, uh, uh, you know, on, on a block. Um, you know, it, it negated a 36-yard run. That play stands, and they're going to kick it and go up 13-3, to three, I think, or maybe even 13-6 to six, uh, at that point. So, um, you know, they're in, they're in good shape at that point. So I, I'm, I'm not buying that it's the game plan. I'm not buying that at all. I'm buying that these guys have not been able to execute at a high enough level 
when games are on the line or not consistently enough to put games away. Um, so it's just uh, the same thing over and over and over again. Last week, people were complaining that they, you know, played too conservatively and, you know, almost lost that game against the Patriots this week. They're complaining that they played too aggressively with the pass game and didn't run it enough with Josh Jacobs. As we're seeing, it's not about the play calls. It's about what happens on those uh, on, on those plays. Do they execute at a high enough level to keep the chains moving, to get first downs, to score touchdowns uh, in the red zone? And the answer to all of those questions today and far too many times this year is no. Uh, and until they can correct that part of it, I don't care what play calls are. And I'm, I'm saying that a little bit facetiously because obviously play calling matters, but it's been every single way too aggressive because they weren't completing passes enough passes to win games or turning it over, not being, or, 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 or being too conservative by running it, um, you know, too many times and then letting leads evaporate that way. At some point it's got to come down to the players and it's got to come down to execution and stop making silly mistakes. Uh, and on top of that, you know, Derek Carr, you see right now with the uh, 16 out of 30 on his completion and attempts, uh, three interceptions. And like you mentioned with, Josh Jacobs, I did think they would run the ball more for two reasons. One, the cold and two, because they were ahead to start the uh, second half yet again. So I figured at that point that they would take Josh Jacobs and continue to pound the football, but that was not an option. What do you think caused the deviation from running the football on the field? Well, I think, um, you know, obviously, like, like we talked about, they had a 36 yard gain uh, that, that got negated. If that happens, face mask, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, he's up to 70 yards uh, on 16 carries. Um, you know, they didn't have a whole bunch of plays to be to begin with. Uh, I felt like they felt like um, there were there were a lot of third down situations. Um, let me look at how many where, where they were on, on on third down. They had six third downs. They were six for 12, so 50 percent. They need to be better uh, on that. Uh, heck, they kept the Steelers to five of 14. They did a pretty good job defensively uh, on that. They had 52 plays. That's not a lot of plays. That means that you're not getting first downs. Whatever it was that you were trying to do, you're not getting enough first downs, especially in that you know after that first drive, which was a great drive to start the game, and they they you know cap it all off with a touchdown. But they couldn't sustain that not through the pass game and not through the run game because, you know, 15 carries for 2.9 yards per carry, um, you know, you do the math with that. Even if you stick with it, if you're not getting the success, then you're just looking at the same exact situation, which is going to be third and long because you're not, you know, breaking off enough runs. You're not running the ball well enough and you're putting yourself uh, into bad situations. To me, the offensive line had a bad game today. Again, um, they weren't opening up the necessary holes for Josh Jacobs. And even on that one where they did, again, a penalty uh, negates it. So it's just perplexing. Well, let's take a minute right here and hear from running back Josh Jacobs, who was uh, visibly and also audibly upset with the loss that the Raiders had in Pittsburgh. It was like uh, kind of another loss where you, you guys let it slip through your, through your hands. Um, and as you look back at some of these losses, these close losses, how disappointing is that that a lot of this has been self-inflicted? Yeah, man. For real. I mean... And it's, and, and it's on us, you know. Uh, everybody wanted, you know, talk about the defense, but fuck. They, they made their stops when they were supposed to. We got to help them out. And, you know, I'm tired of saying we got to help them out. And it's just frustrating. So, yeah. You feel like they were uh, focused on top of the running game? That's what kind of their focus I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we, still, we still had opportunities to make plays. You know, I, I feel like 
in times where we was close and we, we felt like we was about to get a big one, we went away from it, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and the pass game was working early, so, you know, that is what it is, but to win these games, you know, especially at the long, at, at the end of the stretch, especially when you up, you know, against a team like this in the cold, you got to run the ball. So, I mean, that's, that's a factor on everybody involved um, from top to bottom. Um. How many times can you keep talking about sort of the same things and learning the same lessons? Man, I'm tired of dealing with this. tired of dealing with this. Like, every day I come here and bust my ass, uh, I, see, I see the guys, you know, bust the ass, you know, and the result is not there. And, you know, for me, the last four years, the result hasn't been there. And um, quite frankly, I don't know what else to do. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. Vegas. Get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three other flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, basically, it'll brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and can actually be profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw the Las Vegas Review Journal was carrying liquid death in the vending machine. So I sat drinking one at work while eating my tacos just to fake my coworkers out and make them think I was having an icy cold tall boy with lunch. Go get liquid death at your local Smith's, Walmart, Sprouts, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. Uh, as we left there to break, Vinny, we were talking about the running game, the offensive line. Uh, Dylan Parham came back. Alex Bars came back. But as you mentioned, there were some issues with the blocking there with the offensive line. Is that just a, a testament to how good the Steelers defense is and some of those guys that they have up front? No, not really. I mean, yeah, they are good. I'm not going to take anything away from the Steelers, obviously. Um, but um you know, the Raiders have shown uh, throughout the course of the season that they're able to move the ball against really good defenses. They've been able to do that. And even today um, or tonight, I guess, uh, they were able to move it in the, on that first drive. They just they just can't sustain it. That's the problem. Um, and and again, some of those some of the uh, pretty much all of the interceptions uh, by, by Derek Carr, it was something that the Raiders did or didn't do, whether it was a bad throw, but and there were the Moreau even, one went off for Moreau's tip fingertips. Yeah. And there were, but there were also bad throws too, in general, like he, he, he overthrew um, Devonte Adams on a couple of uh, easy, just make the throws type throws. Yeah. Uh, one that would have probably gone for a touchdown on a great, you know, route by, by Devante and he, and he sailed it over his head. So in, in, in addition to, you know, the, um, the, the turnovers, then, then, then you have a, a Derek Carr who's not completing passes that he should have uh, completed. If those are completed, all of a sudden the plays go up, the yards go up, maybe even the points go up. Um, uh, but we're not, you know, it's, it's not just the turnovers. It's also the lack of execution when plays were there to be made. And I felt like, 
Um, you know, the, the Steelers defense, I'm going to give them credit for this. They did stop the run. They were, they were stout against the run. Part of that was that the Raiders offensive line wasn't getting it done necessarily. Um, but there were plenty of plays on the field to be made in the passing game simply by making the play. And um, I don't think it was weather related. I don't think it was defense necessarily related uh, all the time. I just thought there were a lot of easy throws that weren't completed. Or even to that extent, like you saw during the two minute drill before halftime, Carr completes two passes out of seven. You also see the uh, the throw to Waller to the end zone where, I mean, he was in double coverage with the safety coming in under. And there's three Steelers there, three Steelers uniforms. Meanwhile, on the other side of the field, out in the corner at the end zone, you see Matt Collins, who's on one on one coverage. You know, so then some of that I was looking at the decision making and trying to figure what was going through the process that he was seeing uh, in those moments. And I think a lot of Raider Nation might be as well. Um, you've talked before, Vinny, about Derek Carr and his future with the Raiders after a game like this, where, I mean, we're looking at 16 completions out of 30 passes. Where do you see Carr's future going with this team at this point? I don't think he's going to be the quarterback next year. Uh, I think that the Raiders will make a change. Um, I'm not putting it all on Derek Carr whatsoever. I'm on record many, many times uh, of saying that, you know, this organization in a lot of ways has let Derek down more than he's let the Raiders down. Uh, you know, too many coaching changes, too many, um, you know, executive changes in terms of the general manager and the direction, too many changes with the roster, not a, not, not a good enough roster around him. Let's be, you know, honest about that. Uh, but at the same time, it's been nine years. And I do think that Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler, um, you know, I'm not going to say they deserve to start, you know, fresh at quarterback. But I think that um, I, I think that they've seen enough. Let's put it that way. I think they've seen enough. There's things that they want to do. Uh, I think there's a, a prototype, you know, a, a type of quarterback that either a type of quarterback that they're, that they're looking at or somebody that they believe is going to be consistently um, than Derek Carr. And I believe that they believe that that's what they need. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, I think that the, 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 for the first time since I've been covering this team, um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard all the talk, I've heard all the speculation outside the building and all that. And from the fans and from the national pundits, um, I'm going to sit here and be perfectly honest. I never got that sense from the Raiders organization at all. Uh, on any level uh, that that his days here were numbered, um, you know, up until and I'm not going to say that anyone from the organization said anything. Now, I'm not saying that at all. But for the first time since I've been covering the team, I feel like there's a legitimate chance. I thought all the past talk was just talk and smoke and people expressing frustration in the fan base. I think there's some legitimate uh, consideration uh, this time around for a different quarterback being um, quarterbacking the race starting next year. Okay, well, there's some uh, big, you know, talk there about Derek Carr and he still hasn't shown the ability to even win a game when I think the stat that was out there is under 37 degrees or below. Uh, couldn't pull it through this time either. Three picks, obviously. Uh, the one touchdown to Hunter Renfro, 14-yard strike. But outside of that today, not much from Derek Carr and the offense was just flailing. A lot of the talk, like Josh Jacobs even said earlier when we heard from him in the locker room was that the Raiders couldn't get it done when it came uh, to the defensive side of the ball. But this time around, we're seeing it in the offensive side of the ball and that just causes uh, uh if you will like a 
just chain reaction issues with this team. Uh, the penalties, again, shooting themselves in the foot with the face mask where Josh Jacobs had picked up a big first down. The inability to get it going on the um, two-minute drill before the half. The penalties, again, as you mentioned, uh, there's just been time after time where we've seen this story play out where the Raiders have the lead and then it's blown in the end and uh, on, on that fourth down as well with the Steelers and the conversion that happened there, you know, those are the moments where you're expecting the team to stand tall, but there were a couple of injuries as well. And the defense, Vinny key injuries at that with uh, Denzel Perryman leaving on a cart as well as Chandler Jones, um, leaving the game as well. I'm sorry. It was the other way around. Chandler Jones was on the cart and then Denzel Perryman um, walked off the field on his own. But what can you tell us about those injuries to those players? No update uh, as of right now. Um, you know, neither was able to come back to the game. Um, so it didn't look good uh, for Chandler Jones. Anytime you got to leave off a, uh, on a cart, you know, that's that's obviously not good. Um, you know, two games left in the season. We'll see if they're able to make it back uh, in, into the equation. But, um, you know, and, and the Raiders didn't officially end their season today. There's still some sort of weird outside chance if the, you know, world comes to an end type of a thing. Well, basically, um, isn't it the still- Jets? Is it the, the Chargers and the Dolphins would both have to lose and or tie or one or the other? It's a scenario Everybody- like that, correct? Everybody has to lose for the rest of time. That's okay. how the Raiders are going to make. So <laughs> you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm not going to go there. I mean, I guess there is slim, but no, this, is, this season's over, and it's probably been over. And um, and really, and honestly, the Raiders only have themselves to blame. And I would expect big changes uh, as a result uh, of this type of a season. Well, Vinny, uh, please do stay warm. I saw that there was a I got a text message from some of the other photogs that I know and work with uh, quite often, Robbie and Kevin from Fox 5. And they said that it was uh, minus 10 at kickoff. So I hope that with the wind chill, with the wind chill, it was eight, actually. I'm sorry, eight degrees at kickoff with the wind chill of 10, minus 10. So, man, I mean, you guys stay warm out there. Hopefully you get back home and Vinny, have a Merry Christmas and the same for all of Raider nation thank you thank you everybody again so much for listening to the vegas nation post game edition podcast we are brought to you by stn station casinos make sure to download that mobile app today for their sports as well as presented on blue wire podcast and liquid death so everybody thank you so much for listening all year we will continue to cover all things raiders make sure to check out Vinny's articles in print as well as online at vegasnation.com for Vinny bonsignor i'm heidi fang thank you everyone so much for listening vegas get in on the sports betting action and get on the stn sports app with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit.